This is episode 24 with founder of Calm and Colorful Mindfulness Mentoring, Jessica Brittany. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. Finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. All right, guys, we want to welcome Jessica on the show today. Jessica, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. We're so excited to learn about just your backstory a little bit, but also your expertise in uh, mindfulness and how that came about. But first, you were an art teacher, right? Yes, I was. So what got you? I mean, I'm guessing you're probably artistic and that's what got you involved or no? Tell me your backstory a little bit. Yeah, I've always been into art and DIY things. And that's awesome. I would always draw my cartoons as a kid. So when I started working, I found this art teacher position and that was like my dream job when I was 17 years old, 18 years old. And that's how I got into it. And I loved it. It was amazing. Because you were teaching children, right? It was an after-school program? Yes, sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. No. So how was that teaching? What age were they? Elementary kids. Elementary. How was that? Because, I mean, I, I, I work with kids at church and everything, and so I, I'm sure it was fun but also challenging. I loved it. It yeah. got me. It was like I was – I've never, like, had my own classroom at that time. Okay. And I had my own class of 20 – 20 something children and wow oh my gosh I loved it I learned classroom management skills real quick and <laughs> oh I'm sure I'm sure well, that's, that's awesome so what like what made you want to start teaching the art to the kids I know you love art but is was there a reason you chose elementary age kids or was it just a position that opened or um probably both uh, yeah <laughs> I but elementary age has definitely been like my babies. I've worked mostly yeah. with element in elementary age groups, um, children in different different ways, whether it was art and science and okay. all different topics. That's awesome. It's definitely a challenge to work with that age of kids for sure, just from what little experience I've had. And so, but you've noticed something while working with them and teaching them with art and those other subjects that you could use mindfulness to help different, different maybe problems that were occurring? Yeah. So as an after-school teacher, I would uh -huh. have different challenges that would come up like their dress was purple and they wanted it to be pink. And so then they would cry <laughs> yeah. because that was the end of the world to them <laughs> or bigger or, you know, different ways was like it would be 305 and their mom said they would be there to pick them up at three uh, so the world was ending to them so they would whatever the degree was that was affecting them their challenge was um i would practice these mindfulness exercises and not even realize that i was practicing mindfulness exercises. Huh. it kind of just came naturally yeah at first and um i i would you know hold up my fingers and say okay blow out the candles <laughs> and they would blow it and then they'd be taking their deep breaths yeah and, um, and then years later, once I studied mindfulness for myself, I realized I'm like, oh, I've been using these tools with children all along. That's awesome. 
That's so yeah. cool. So besides the the blowing out of the candles, what other kind of techniques were you using with the kids that helped? Um, it was a lot of just like in the moment things. Mm, so mm-hmm. one thing that one of the little girls loved is she would always be pouting when, you know, she was upset. Uh-huh. So she'd be pouting when I would point to like her stomach and be like, oh, here's where the smile is. And then we would slowly work the way, work our way up to her mouth. And then the smile would come oh, by the time we got to the mouth. It was yeah, perfect. That's so it was awesome. little things. Yeah, it was really fun. Awesome. Um, little things like that, that would bring them, you know, just back to the moment out of their head, of whatever yeah. their challenge they were facing was. So you saw a good response from the kids using this majority of them or? Oh yeah. Always. That's all, so like cool. it always helps them with whatever challenge they were facing. That's pretty cool. Did you, uh, I'm curious, did you ever like mention it to the parents? Like, yeah, they had a little meltdown, but I, we, we did this and, and it got better. And did any of them ever like say, Hey, we actually tried that at home or anything like that. Did you notice? Um, not at the time. I was always very close with all of the mm. parents. Okay. So I definitely informed them of anything that yeah. whatever we faced during that day, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but um, since I've been, you know, consciously or intentionally teaching mindfulness i've had lots of really good feedback um i actually created an interactive coloring book oh wow right here called breathing color so i have a lot of parents coming back to me and and telling me which exercise they breathing exercise they practice and how it's you know benefiting them fall asleep or help with their anxiety that's really good yeah because now you're you've implemented what you're doing and as you've learned into adults as well, right? Now that's kind of what you do. Um, mostly still with children, but okay. um, adults as well, like family settings Okay, awesome. and teachers. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So what do you, what's your kind of steps? What do you like doing when you start out with like teachers or family settings to help them kind of start learning the mindfulness? So I've traveled to schools where I'll work in the classroom mm-hmm. and with the teachers there and we'll practice different mindfulness exercises in the classroom as a whole. Okay. Um, and then with families, it's more workshop styles where we'll, you know, practice different tools and coping skills, self-care tools, um, self-awareness yeah. um, exercises. And then um, I work one-on-one with the children and families, okay. which is online. And okay. we'll do different different things depending on the child. That's pretty cool. So you've seen a lot of benefit using mindfulness with these quote unquote clients, the the individuals you help. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I incredible. think it's yeah. I, I think mindfulness, I just got into it uh more deeply, I guess, last year. Um, just for like controlling stress, controlling thoughts, controlling all of that. And man, it really does make a difference is what we're, what we think about and how we control our breathing. Um, so what do you find, I mean, besides that, the importance of using mindfulness, especially in adult lives? Um, the importance of it in adult lives. I yeah. think, I think it helps. It helps whether it's an adult or a child, it just helps us mm. handle whatever challenges that we're facing. So it's mm-hmm. just, different challenges that we face as we grow up but um being able to be mindful it just brings us back to the moment and out of our head because we spend so much time like worrying about the future or Mm. the past you know stuff that's already happened like already the past and we don't we're not 
as adults, we don't really put the past in the past very well. Right. No, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. worrying about the future, like, you know, bills or oh, yeah. whatever the different stresses are. Absolutely. Um, but when, when we practice different things like gratitude or mm. um, belly breathing, just the things yep. that, you know, take us out of our head and back into the moment that really helps us. Yeah. What do you, what would you say are like the key benefits that people have felt or gained or like have told you, what are the key benefits that they see after starting these processes of mindfulness? Um, happier, more positive. Happier? Yeah, awesome. definitely happier. Um, facing different challenges or, you know, facing the challenges differently now. Yeah. So where their reaction normally would be anger now you know they're able to take a step back and mm. assess whatever the situation is from a different yeah. perspective i think that's huge because i think so many times we get caught up in whatever's going on and we just react like quickly mm -hmm. without taking that breath without taking that pause to kind of uh, take it all in and have that relaxed response instead being more cognitive of what we're doing instead of reactive I think that's, yeah. that's, I think that's really cool, especially teaching it in such a young age to kids. Um, man, I can't imagine like working on that with kids. And then instead of them throwing a tantrum, they just, you see them taking deep breaths instead of throwing a tantrum. That would be, I'm going to try that at church from now on <laughs> with those kids if something like that happened. That's a great idea. I think that's so cool that you're doing that so early on and making them yeah. aware. Um, it's the tools that I wish that I had as a child. Like my, I was raised in a very positive environment and I had, you know, my mom was a single mom, but she, mm. she did a great job and was constantly, you know, giving me positive words of affirmation, mm. but I still, you know, suffered in different things. My, my dad was the opposite more tough love type. Mm -hmm. So um, even though I had the positive, I still, you know, went down like yeah. I struggled with depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and it's like I once I learned these tools I was really able to um to help myself out of those struggles yeah, yeah. and I that's why I think it's so important to teach children at a young age so hopefully they absolutely don't have to face those struggles yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned the the affirmations that your mom would speak now do you practice doing self-affirmations in your life now still I do. I'm big with affirmations. Yeah. I actually have a software on my computer that pops up different affirmations while I'm on the computer. That's so it's subconsciously. Cool. Yeah, it's amazing. And then mirror work. I, mm -hmm. I do when I remember. Yes, right. <laughs> I don't always remember it. But yeah, when I do look in the mirror, I'll try to give myself a compliment. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's people are like, really, you look in the mirror and you say good things about yourself. But I challenge them try it. It's harder than you think because yeah. we're so so in inept to say something bad about ourselves. It's so much easier to say something bad about ourselves than good, which I think is so it's sad. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that challenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and another thing with looking with mirror work is mm -hmm. it's funny, like you feel silly and you feel weird. So you're gonna laugh. Yeah. So there's like a win-win, like you're, <laughs> yeah. you're upping your confidence, you're laughing. So it's always good to laugh. So yeah. it's like, it's all around good stuff. Oh, absolutely. You do work. <laughs> and I think it just plays right into the subconscious 
that we're not aware of really it, it, what we whether it be what we what we put in our bodies through what we eat or what we put in our mind through what we think about or say about ourselves like it really has a, an effect on us on our health on the people that we come in contact with more than what we really taught you know oh yeah yeah I just absolutely. yeah and I think so many people deal with that nowadays especially with social media and the judging of ourselves based on what they see because everyone's perfect on social media that's really all you ever see i mean there are people that are more uh transparent but like yeah i think especially in kids it's they have to deal with that so much more and and i think teaching this such at such a young age is going to be a huge benefit down the road i think what you're doing is is so awesome i, I do you have like future goals with it like are you are you growing something trying to to grow or what are your future goals with it oh yeah lots of goals yeah <laughs> um i want to get into more schools and ideally get accredited so i can mm. um, offer more teacher workshops so that mm -hmm. they can get credit for taking my workshops yeah and um, um i want to i have there was a little girl that i used to babysit when she was little in preschool and elementary school and when she was 13 she took her life and yeah. I really want to honor her and those um creating Victoria's Village mm. which mm -hmm. will be in honor of her and to um offer like teen retreats teen girl she was a little girl so teen girl retreats mm. um and then an online community wow as well and then more books sequels yeah. will be another thing that's awesome. Really? I mean, that's, that's so tough that. to see, see kids like take that, that route, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like I can't imagine just being that close with someone who does, who's had that. And especially kids, it's always tougher when, when you lose oh, yeah. a kid like that or someone of that age. Um, Cause think about my yeah. niece. I mean, she's that age. And so being able to speak positive into their lives and and really try to make a difference um what i i guess what would you suggest that people with maybe who have children or don't or just in their lives like where do they need to start in this whole mindfulness self-image reconstruction almost where would you say where would you have people start if they're really trying to change their mindset about this um it's me <laughs> yeah absolutely yes everyone <laughs> Seek out Jessica and get her information right? and get a part of it for sure. <laughs> um, on a more serious note. No, right. Um, I would say, well, simple, just like gratitude, yeah. um, tying in gratitude every single day. Like when, you know, making it a habit, whether it's like in the morning, you know, on mm. the drive to school or at dinner, the dinner table or something where you can create a consistent habit with sharing gratitude. Um, sharing accomplishments, I think, is another big thing. So we feel like we did something that day. Um, even if it's as small as like I got out of bed today or I yeah. took a shower, like that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I made my bed this all. morning. Yes. Right? Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> um so or you know, simple breathing exercises, belly breathing is a big mm. one. Um I actually have a text message service that's free oh, awesome. at weekly mindfulness tips so people can start there. That's, that's awesome. another option. What's that number? Um, it's text mindful to 474747. Awesome. 
There you go, people. Start texting. <laughs> Unless you're driving, don't do it while you're driving. Do it after. But no, right yeah. Down. So that's awesome. That's a cool service for sure. That's really neat uh, to offer that. Because um, yeah, I think, like we said, I think so many people will benefit um, from starting these practices. Uh, do you, do you hear from any, any kids like what's hard? Is it, that's why, so do kids have a harder time or easier time kind of starting these compared to like the adults? Starting like, uh, getting into gratitude or mindfulness type breathing exercises. It totally depends on the individual, yeah, like okay. as a whole, whether it's a child or an adult, I, I gotcha. would say, cause they have to, they have to be open to it. Of course, yeah. if they don't really want to change then can't really make them no, that's give a good them, point. you know yeah um the tools but they have to and that's something that I I talk to my children a lot about too mm-hmm. is um my children is in my clients but I got you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> um is oh the like the stuff I don't like the term homework um, ah. So currently I'm calling it yay work because nice. it's yay and it's exciting. So I'm there trying to go. figure out the work part, but yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so their yay work is say it's mere work. And uh-huh. I explained to them, I'm like, this is for you. Like if you, if you do it or not, it doesn't affect me. There's no grade at the end of this. Like right. the only person that's going to benefit is yourself or not benefit. 100%. So I explained that to them. And I mean, I've had pretty good, you know, they, they follow through with it. At least they tell me they do. And I explain to them, like, if you don't do it, you're not affecting me. Like, I'd rather you be honest so we can figure out a different like route or different tools to practice. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely they, they try it, which is open to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good. Um, and, and it's been cool just to see the process in my own life, like starting it and seeing the, the difference and everything. And, seeing what's come out of that. And, and I, so that's why I always tell people, I'm like, man, you got to at least just start telling yourself good things about yourself. Like, yeah. Like just start there, just start being grateful for what you have and, and who you are and, and, and things will change. And I think it's so important because yeah, like we said, so many people deal with like depression, anxiety, stress and low self-worth and, and everything. And it, it's, it's becoming more and more prevalent, I think, unfortunately, um, but to be able to be a part of, of doing something and changing like you're doing is really awesome and excited to see how it continues to grow um, as you as you go about this journey. Um, and I know you talked about your parents and how they both impacted your journey, but have you had, and this kind of goes with pencil leadership, the traits uh, within that, have you had someone like a mentor or a coach or someone that's really sticks out to your, in your mind that's impacted your journey a lot um, besides maybe your mom or she's the, she's the most prevalent one. Um, definitely. I have just a really good group, like a really good support system. And I'm very, very lucky to have such a good awesome. support system. Yeah. Uh, my mom is definitely one of my biggest cheerleaders. if not my biggest. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I just, I have really good group of friends that are supportive and a really big family that watches and listens to every one of my podcasts and is always there, you know, cheering me on. That's wonderful. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. And then no. life coaches and business coaches. Definitely. I've had some incredible life coaches that have supported me and gotten me to help me build the confidence in myself to get to where I am. 
Yeah. And those are both having the right circle around you, really the, the positive influence, because we can have a circle around us, but they can be negative and take us the whole wrong way. And then the coaches. So places we might be lacking in being able to humble, humble ourselves and, and seek that. It's so cool that you've had both those um, in a positive way and been able to grow from them. So that's, that's awesome. And I know you've, you spoke to, and this kind of goes with a second one about like having the anxiety and the depression and everything uh, previously besides that, or is that, have, has that been your hardest time that you've been through, but looking back, you've seen the growth and the positive that's come out of that. Yeah. So the depression I was already struggling with, but mm. a specific hard time yeah. that um, kind of helped me get to where I am today yeah. was um, at the beginning of me creating this business, my dad was given six months. He already had uh. um, cancer for 18 years. So um, that was a really difficult thing. And he mm. moved in with my mom and I, and I was able to be his full-time caregiver. Wow. And it was one of like this. So I was already on this personal development journey and mm -hmm. researching mindfulness. And I was current at that time on depression medicine, which I mm. did not like being on. Right. Um, but it was a really, it was a really, it was the worst time of my life, mm. obviously. But at the same time, it was the best time of my life because of the positive you know, stuff that I was able to take out of it. I grew an amazing relationship with my dad that I never wow. had. And um, I was really able to practice what I preach. I was in a really wow. challenging time in my life and yeah. practicing the breathing exercises and the gratitude and just living in the moment, and being mindful really helped me get through that whole six months about that. Wow. I was his caregiver. Yeah. That's tough. Thank you for sharing. Uh, that's not always easy, but it's, it's really cool to see that you were able to take positive from such a rough and hard time and hopefully can give hope to someone listening today uh, that might be in the midst of it, that they, they can take positive from it. And so, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that and, and giving us that experience. Um, and the last one that goes with pencil leadership that I'd like to ask you is after everything is done here on earth for you, you, your time is over. What positive mark do you want people to see from your life? I want one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a post on this actually on oh, the nice. legacy that I there hope to leave. <laughs> um, I want to be or leave a be a positive influence to help children grow into happy, whole, and authentic human beings. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, they're, the, they're the future. And if we're not catering and, and feeding positivity into that, it could be a scary thing. And so I think that mission is, is awesome. And I know that you're doing a great job at it. And I know that there's going to be a positive mark left from what you're doing. Uh, and so that's pretty cool. So again, we just, we're thankful for you coming on the show and, and sharing that knowledge and perspective and information on, on mindfulness and just the importance of having it in children's lives, especially, um, and how we can incorporate that into our lives. So Jessica, again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Before we go though, 
uh, how can people reach out to you? I know you did the text number earlier, but where else can people find your information or to get connected with you? On my website is commoncolorful.com awesome. and my Facebook and Instagram, and I think LinkedIn as well is all at common colorful. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Guys got to check out what she's doing, get connected with her, um, take advantage of what she's doing for sure. Again, Jessica, thanks so much for being on pencil leadership today. Um, learned so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, share it with someone else and make a positive mark in their life. Also, head over and leave a rating and review at Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think of the show. Help me improve it as we go. And don't forget to check me out on Instagram at chris.anderson8 for motivational, educational, and behind-the-scenes info. Now let's go out and make a positive mark being pencil leaders.